Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Joining us right now, we're bringing you Al Galdi via the BetQL guest hotline. Bet Smarter, be the books, download the BetQL app today. Host the Al Galdi podcast. Of course, uh, a long-time staple here at the Team 980. Good enough to get some time. Uh, Galdi, thanks for joining us. Hope you had a good Christmas. Hey, Scott. How you doing, man? Yeah, happy holidays. Well, let's get uh, right to it. I mean, it's not exactly picking Steve Young and Joe Montana, but <laughs> it is the decision this team has to make uh, to whether ride it with Taylor Heineke or to switch it back up to go to your you know guy you brought in to, to be your start at the beginning of the year, Carson Wentz. Uh, let, first, this way. Which way would you choose if it was up to you, Al Galdi? Which way do you think Ron Rivera will choose? Yeah, so I think given everything that we have in front of us right now, I would go with Carson Wentz. I think that he's going to go with Carson Wentz. But to your point, I mean, you know, you're choosing between, in a lot of ways, six and one and a half dozen in the other. And, you know, there's kind of a larger phenomenon here, which I think we all get. But that is, you know, here we are again. It's the fifth consecutive season in which this team is getting mediocre to poor quarterback play. and. Right. You know, the whole point of this past offseason was to avoid this, and yet this is like where we are. And, and you know, that's, a, that's yeah. a pretty maddening thing if you're a fan of this team. But, you know, this is what the situation is. It's not going to change until the offseason. And so you can't get too caught up in that right now. I mean, the beauty of this is that this team still is very viable in terms of making the playoffs, actually can clinch a playoff spot uh, this Sunday, which is incredible when you think about it, but it's true. So, yeah, I mean, the idea is, okay, you're not trying to figure out the rest of your life at quarterback. You're trying to figure out these next two games at quarterback and go from there. And, you know, I think the big advantage that Taylor had over Carson has been lessened in that Taylor has been taking sacks and he's been committing fumbles. And, you know, that's those are the things that we were supposed to be avoiding here with his mobility, and it's not happening. And, you know, th- th- there's a... There's another aspect to all of this, too, which is the pass protection yeah. has just completely fallen off this year. And so, you know, in a lot of ways, like when people get caught up in, like, what Taylor's doing wrong and where Carson has gone wrong, you know, I don't, neither guy's been helped out by this offensive line. And I think that that is such a huge part of all of this. But, again, that's not changing. Like, the O-line is what it is. And so you're sort of operating within these confines. And so given that, I think Carson does offer more upside 
And I also think this, too, and I know not everyone is a fan of this, but, you know, I don't think – I think you need to see more of Carson in this offense when it comes to deciding on what to do with him this offseason. I, I know there are people who say get rid of him no matter what, and I understand that sentiment, but I don't think the six-game sample size was very large. It was a different offense at that time. As a fan of the team, I would like to see some more of him in this offense to see what it looks like. He did look pretty good on on Saturday. I know it's you know that's not much, and that there was a lot of garbage time there. But I, I you know from a bigger picture perspective, I don't think it'd be so bad to see more of the Carson Wentz movie uh, as a Commanders quarterback. Well, yeah, I mean, look, if we're all assuming all things are equal, that this staff is back, these decision makers are back, then yeah, I mean, it, it would make sense for them, uh, absolutely, but. There are, there are some other things going on here, as you know, with the sale of the team. And whether that happens or not, and whether it happens quickly or not, may really uh, be the big difference as to who starts the 2023 season as, uh, you know, as the staff here, too. I mean, because if it's the yeah. same, same group, okay, they're probably going to roll with this guy, this, this same group again. If not, somebody else may have some different ideas about where this franchise and where this team should be and who should be making those decisions. Yeah, I mean, the quickest timeline I've heard for a sale is March, so yes. the league meeting. So if that's the truth, and that's, that's as quickly as this could get done, and that's an if, right? But if that's as quickly as this gets done, well, the coaching cycle is January and February. So yeah. it'd be pretty unusual to get new ownership and then to fire your coaching staff in March when you know the coaching cycle is essentially done. So my sense has been that in conjunction with, hey, the team has been better since the 1-4 and four start means that at least from a football operation standpoint, we're going to run it back with these guys for at least one more year. Now, look, maybe new ownership comes in and completely wipes out the business side of things, but, you know, that's a different conversation. So I'm assuming that Ron and his uh, band of married men are, are back for at least one more season. Uh, and if they are, then I think you do want to see some more Wentz. And by the way, you know, keeping Wentz doesn't mean you keep him at the same salary. Right, you have to get him to you know, like you, less, yeah. Exactly. So, like, you know, and, and keeping Wentz doesn't even mean that he's your starter next year. You know, like, there are a lot of ways that this could go. But I, I think, hey, you gave up what you gave up to get him. To see some more of him this season, I don't think it's such a terrible idea. And, I, you know, I think you want to try to have a, a real firm grasp on what he is and what he isn't before you make this decision to just move on from him. And I get it. Like, it may well be that they're going to move on from him and they should move on from him. But, um, you know, you're given what's going on with Taylor right now, I don't think it's, it's so bad to see some more Carson. Yeah, and what will be interesting is, you know, as we saw last year, I mean, Carson Wentz was in a similar spot. If they go with him, you know, you need to win games down the stretch. Um, wasn't exactly his greatest moments in football history, uh, his football career playing down the stretch with the Colts. But, you know, this looks like Sunday. I mean, it looks like one of those games that shouldn't even matter which quarterback you pick, right? I mean, the Browns are a team you can run on. That's your strength. You should be able to, you know, gut them with the run. Deshaun Watson doesn't even look close to the same player he was years ago uh, when we last saw him actually play in a game with the Texans. I mean, this seems like one of those games where this this should be, you know, one that you you should feel confident as long as you don't turn the ball over a ton. Yeah, you would think. I mean, I think Colts fans were saying the same thing for the game at Jacksonville in week uh, 18 of last year, so we know how that can go. I think it'd be pretty funny, too, right? What ultimately doomed Carson with the Colts were his performances over the final two games of last season. What could actually win him favor with the Commanders would be his performances over the final two games of this season, assuming 
that Ryan's going to be going with Carson as a starting quarterback. Yeah, we don't know. I mean, look, Carson could start this Sunday, be awful, and he gets benched in favor of Taylor Heineke. Like, that's a possibility, you know? Right. But, you know, it, it, it's funny with him because Carson six games, the overall body of work was not good. I think we all understand that. But within those six games, there were some good performances slash stretches. I mean, week one against Jacksonville, he overall was good. Week two at Detroit, awful in the first half, but pretty good in the second half. The game against Tennessee in week five, he threw that uh, pick toward the end of the game. Horrible, no doubt. But his performance up until that pick was actually quite good. And so, you know, the idea would be with Carson, we know that he is inconsistent. We know that his good can be really good, but his bad can be awful. If you can just try to harness the good and somehow ride the good, and if you can achieve the upside of Carson over these final two games, I think you can get some decent quarterback play in what would seem to be two winnable games. All right, do you have uh, Al Galdi's with his Al Galdi podcast, also the Nats Chat podcast with Mark Zuckerman, good enough to join us here on Team 980, streaming live on the free Odyssey app. Do you look at this, too, as any concern when Ron Rivera was making this you know, decision, I'm assuming he's already made it by now, uh, that you would lose, quote-unquote, the locker room, as, as some have suggested, if he had gone to Carson immediately when he was available? Uh, well, I think this. I, I think when the team was winning, making the change would have upset people. Yeah. I think now that this team has had a winless December, I think that's done. And I, I think any notion that like there would be this locker room uprising is false. Okay, First of all, the yeah. players know. They play the games. They watch the tape. They see that you know Taylor has some very good qualities and has done some good things. And, you know, it's funny. He actually was having one of his better games this past yes. Saturday, especially considering the opposition until the two fourth-quarter turnovers. But I think the players understand, yeah, you know, there is more at the quarterback position that we could be getting. And so that, in combination with, again, a winless December, uh, I, I don't think the locker room is going to be an issue. And, you know, I don't think that – look, I mean, you, you never know for sure, right? But – we have heard nothing in the way of, like, people not liking Carson or anything like that. Like, whatever, whatever went on with him, yeah. with Philly and Indy, I, I do think that the commanders, if nothing else, got a more mature Carson Wentz, you know, like an awakened Carson Wentz. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he has taken the blame for things. Uh, you know, unless he's like a total phony, okay, it feels like he's actually been a pretty good teammate, pretty good locker room guy. There doesn't seem to be tension between – him and Taylor. I mean, Taylor during his postgame presser on Saturday night was complimentary of Carson. And again, I know guys can put on a front, so I, I recognize maybe some of this is for show, but I, you know, I, I don't think this is like the locker room hates Carson and loves Taylor sure. or anything like that. I, I think it's, it's, it's not bad. No, I'm with you. Look, I, I think part of the problem for him in some spots and, and here compared to Taylor, where Taylor's a single guy, he's a backup. You know, he doesn't have a family. I mean, he can be a dude's dude, right? And he's like, yeah. you know, late, making, you know, essentially, you know, the minimum backup quarterback money, you know, and it's a great story. And he's also been here, by the way, the previous two seasons. So he knows these guys a lot better uh, than Carson went. So, yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you. I don't think it's anything Carson hasn't done. But you know how it is in the Philadelphia market in particular. They're going to spin it that way <laughs> if this thing blows up <laughs> and continues in the direction it seems like it's headed. Uh, for him with this franchise. I'll, let me get your thoughts on this. The, the Chase Young return, uh, for me, was a lot better than I imagined it would be. First of all, he played more. Um, you know, I, I thought he played within himself. You know, he was really solid, and he w- he was running well 
uh, pursuing the football out there, and I just wasn't sure what we were going to get. Yeah, it was arguably the single biggest positive from Saturday, and you know he ended up being the highest-graded Commanders player for the game for Pro Football Focus. And you know I know some people don't care about that stuff, but I mean that's right. not nothing for his first game back. No, he not. ends up playing uh, double the expected amount of snaps. You know the twelve to sixteen snaps went out the window. He ended up playing for thirty snaps. And you know I talked about this on my podcast. I, you know, I think there needs to be a fairness here, okay? Because Chase and the team got uh, bashed for a long time for how long this recovery was taking and why uh, he wasn't playing and did the team botch the recovery and did Chase suffer a setback. Right. And look, it's only one game back, so let's see what happens. But I think people need to be open to the idea that, hey, maybe Chase and the team and the doctors knew what they were doing and maybe just maybe they got this right. And nobody loved how long it took for Chase to play this season. And it was impossible not to be concerned about, hey, what exactly is going on here? But we never had all of the information in front of us. And maybe now that we see the finished product of he hits the ground running and hopefully continues to play well, maybe Chase knew what he was doing and the team knew what it was doing and the doctors knew what they were doing and they got this right. So, you know, I, I, I give them credit. You know, again, let's see what happens moving forward. But right. you could not have realistically scripted a better season debut for him given the predicament. I mean, clearly his right knee got ravaged in that game against the Bucks more than 13 months ago like we didn't recognize it at the time but he really got uh just a terrible knee injury and it, you know it's not even injury it's injuries it's multiple things acl mcl patellar tendon and so yeah this ended up taking a long time and we didn't know what to think and what to expect but i don't know how you could watch that and not be pleasantly surprised by what we saw from chase young and encouraged and you know going back to post-game press conferences ron sounded almost giddy on saturday night with how chase played and i think that was telling that because i don't think ron knew what to expect but even ron was like wow you know this guy looked pretty good yeah no doubt um one thing I think is apparently clear about this defense is when Cam Curl's out, boy, uh, you can expect some really bad things in the back end of that defense, and it happened again on Sunday. I mean, the touchdown, I don't know, remember which one it was. Was it the second to Kittle? The, yeah, it was, there was two players could have caught that touchdown pass. It was so bad. Um, but, yeah, I mean, and I know you've made this case on your podcast, and I agree with you. I mean, Cam Curl's the guy you got to lock up, right? And <laughs> He's the guy you got to lock up next to this defense. I do, and, you know, I know some people will say, well, what are the big plays that Cam Curl has made, and, you know, the stats aren't mm-hmm. there. Well, you, you, can't, you can't judge defensive players always by stats and by flash plays. Like, there's more to it than that, and I think it's impossible to ignore, okay, the defensive turnaround this season started in week three when Cam made a season debut off a thumb injury that he suffered in that preseason game at Kansas City this past August, and now the defense has arguably its worst performance since the turnaround. Uh, with Cam inactive, like it's hard to ignore those things. Um, yeah, I mean, there are multiple contractual situations to be monitoring this off season. You know, principal among them, Deron Payne. But Cam's going into the final season of his rookie contract, and I don't know how you're not trying to lock him up this off season to to a nice contract extension. I mean, it's going to cost some money, but it, you know, I don't think it should cost necessarily mega money. But what you have in Cam Curl is someone who's really good and also who someone who, when he doesn't play, you don't play well defensively. Like, we're, we, we, we've yeah. seen that here now. And that stood out so much. And, 
you know, those Kittle touchdowns were brutal. The, the commanders had done a good job against tight ends for the most part this season. They got worked by Kittle in this game. It was a weird game defensively, too, because there were some good things defensively, no doubt. Sure. But Brock Purdy ended up picking you apart. Kittle ended up having a big game, and you gave up 37 points, and that is not a point total that uh, we had become accustomed to with the way this defense had been playing. Yeah, no doubt. All right, Al Galdi, thanks a lot for your time, man. Hey, Happy New Year to you, Al Galdi Podcast. Uh, you can uh, check them out there. We're all better podcasts are as well as uh, the Nats Chats Podcast, which, what are we, month, a month away? What do you think? We're a month and a half away from you guys being all in on that all the time? Uh, we'll be once we get into the season. We'll do uh, Nats chat after uh, every Nats game day, and yeah, we're still waiting on a Nats sale too because that team could yes. use new ownership as well. But uh, <laughs> don't don't hold your breath on that one. That may take a lot longer than this commander sale. We'll see. Yeah, yeah, you guys haven't exactly had to be busy with off season activity so far. No, <laughs> no, no not, not exactly. All right, at Al Galdi on Twitter. Hey man, happy New Year! Thanks for joining us. Same to you. Thank you. All right, take care. <laughs> BetQL uh, guest hotline. Bet smarter, beat the books. Download the BetQL app today. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject credit approval no minimum purchase required minimum monthly payment down payment tax and delivery may be required see store for details we all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing and once again toyota is leading the way we hear a lot about fully electric vehicles and toyota has them with more on the way but we also know a bev is not for everyone whether it's because of cost range or concern about finding a charging station when you need it plus the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited enter beyond zero toyota's vision for a carbon neutral future in vehicles and in manufacturing plants too in the years ahead the materials used to make just one long-range battery for an ev could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas electric hybrids that's why toyota's position today is electrified diversified empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you a hybrid plug-in hybrid or battery ev so shop learn more and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero Toyota, let's go places. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.